Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Glory to God. Scripture says we're troubled. We're troubled. There's trouble. Even in the lives of God's people. Situations can call trouble. Or a perplexity in your mind. But the scripture says though we're troubled. On every side. Though there are situations and uncertainties. On every side. We are not distressed. So calm down. I decree and declare tranquility. In your heart and in your mind right now. Scripture says we also go through what we call perplexities. The inability to put your thoughts together. And sometimes stress can cause perplexities. Jesus knew about it. He died on the cross uh, to, uh, to cure it. To help us with it. He says even though there is confusion. You need to understand that there's a, a, a real incentive to deal with confusion or perplexity because the scripture says that Satan is the author of confusion. And so with this one, if you, if you don't deal with it properly, you actually open up a gate for demonic spirits to invade your space. And this is why perplexity, perplexity has to be dealt with properly. Instead of being perplexed, God has given what, given what, we, what we call the spirit of peace. Glory to God. And peace is deputized to kick out perplexity, worry, and anxiety. But you need to know in this realm, this is a major gateway of the enemy to invade your mind and your soul. Because he is the author of complexity and confusion. The scripture says, though we're complex, we don't stay there long because we are not in despair. You're not left alone. You're not isolated or abandoned. Scripture also says in verse 9, we're persecuted. Many of us go through abuse. I'm going to be dealing with abuse. The spirit of persecution. Not just from King Herod, but from your spouse or from children that attacks and speaks harsh to their parents. Or for mothers and fathers that are losing it, that are cussing and sharing things with their children that hurt. That abuse needs to stop. That persecution needs to come to a halt. That hurt is not of God. But yet, it is so. Persecuted, but scripture says, abused, hurt, or damaged. There are injuries, internal injuries. Bruises, which means you're bleeding from the inside out. It hasn't broke the skin, but you're bleeding underneath the skin. And it's what we call a bruise. And God wants even the bruises healed today. Glory, hallelujah. Scripture says we're cast down. Sometimes we even get depressed. Sometimes we lose it. But we're not. We're not. And you will not be destroyed. Your fortress will not cave in. Your refuge hasn't lost his power. Glory to God. Your God is still strong. He's still a high tower. He has not left you comfortless. Hallelujah. He will come and rescue. 
his people. Actually, he's doing it right now. I'm waving my hand in the air like I just don't care because God is rescuing me right now. And God is rescuing you, whether you feel it or sense it. If you knew what the enemy's plans were, you would be already out of here. You would have checked out. But God has preserved you for such a time as this. And you owe it to those who've gone on before us, our dearly departed right now. You owe it to them to make every second count, glory to God. Because you're still here. You're still alive. You still have a future. And you need to make sure you do everything to maximize that time that you have here. We're dealing with contagion, a virus that has become a pandemic around the world. The definition of a human virus, of a spiritual virus, not necessarily the literal virus that I want to deal with today. The virus here means a corrupted influence, a corrupted influence on morals or a corrupted influence on your intellect. It is a corrupted influence on your morals or a corrupted influence of the intellect or poison in your mind. And I don't have time to deal with how the poison got there because there are gates to our lives. One of them is called the ear gate. And what you listen to can poison your soul. What you smell can poison your soul. What you hear, what you smell, your senses, what you touch can poison your soul. What you feel can poison you. It can contaminate you. It can corrupt or influence you morally. What you see can influence you, can corrupt you. What you taste can work havoc, can wreak havoc in your life. Glory to God. And that's really the definition of a virus, a corrupted influence on morals or intellect. Glory to God. And if it doesn't build the intellect, it's corrupting the intellect. If it is not building the mind, if it's not a building block or building material, it should not come into your dwelling. It shouldn't come into your physical house and it shouldn't come into your body. Poison will not come into your body. And if I were to give you, if I give you a jar of poison, most of you would run away from it. Even if I painted it blue, even if I painted it wrap, even if I painted it yellow, even if I painted it your favorite color. If there was poison, if it had poison on it, you would back away from it. But you need to understand that the enemy is not kind like me. He's not going to write poison on the things you like, glory to God. But he has it on the inside. And what he wants to do is color it in such a way, make you feel good in such a way, make you feel good when you see certain things in a such a way, make you feel good when you say things in a certain way, make you feel good when you hear things. Certain things are melodious to you. But he's really after getting the poison on the inside because viruses need a host to survive. Glory to God. And the word contagion, the word contagion, C-O-N-T-A-G-I-O-N. Contagion means communication of disease or disease. Communication of disease. You can pass it on through communicating. Passing on disease through communicating from one person to another. 
by close contact. In other words, the people that you're intimate with, the people who live with you, the people who have associations with you, the people that you trust, you can be corrupted. You can communicate disease. Glory to God. Because we're in close proximity of each other. The friend of Corona is to uh, not adhere to not adhere to social service, social, social um, uh, guidelines. Uh, and when we don't do that, then we become a friend of Corona. Uh, when we violate principles and not respect our elderly. When we do whatever we want to do and not think about the generation that's before us. Then we become a friend of Corona. The enemy of Corona is unity. It is solidarity. It's to build a house. But as we build the house, there's a virus in the house. And we need to identify this virus. There's contagion. And I need to speak to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I need to speak to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as our, our, our movements have been restricted, you need to understand that this virus will invade. It's not just one. There are many viruses that we need to deal with that when we come through this thing will be bigger, stronger, healthier, safer, glory to God, purer. Hallelujah. Holistically pure. And God is going to preserve his people in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are factors that cause domestic violence. Contagion. There are factors that cause domestic violence. Glory to God. And so there's a new COVID-19 crisis. It's called domestic abuse. It's rising worldwide. Because of the movement restrictions that you and I have today. And these restrictions are good. It's aimed to stop the spread of the coronavirus. It may be making violence in your homes more frequent, more severe, and more dangerous. And so even if you were to say to me, Sir, Bishop Clark, I don't have violence in my home but see, you need to understand God knows how we think and how we feel. We are very frustrated right now. Uh, I went and visited uh, one of the gun shops and, and guns are selling off the, off, the, off the rails. It's off the scale. People are buying guns. And I asked one of the guys, why is there such a push for people to buy guns right now? He said, there's no frantic. To, there, nobody's pushing to buy guns. I said, come on, man. Maybe you're not. But look at all of these people up in here. And you know what? The people in there are buying guns because the tension is high. The tension is very high. And I just come against the spirit of malice, the spirit of anger, the spirit of revenge in the name of the Lord, the spirit of hurt and damages where the enemy wants to come in like a flood. Glory to God. The enemy wants to come through perplexities and confusion and then allow domestic violence to increase. And the first thing they, a person reaches for is some pistol or something like that to hurt somebody else or bat or something like that to hit kids with. We need to be careful right now. And I'm speaking to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let not this thing be once named among you in the name of Jesus. De-escalate. Calm yourself down in the name of Jesus. 
Glory, hallelujah. And I know there are people that uh, they have silent anger. They're not angry. They'll never say they're angry. But inside they're full of rage. And I'm just praying in the name of the Lord Jesus that you get this message because God can see it. He hears the cries of your heart. And then there are people who've been abused. They've been slapped real hard. There are kids who experience abuse. They never fight back. And the parents are getting out of control. For the last 40 years, 30, 40 years, parents have been going a separate rate, not really raising their own children. The MacBook is raising the child. Phones and games are raising kids. And there's a lot of rage and anger. When a child is left alone, he'll bring his mother or father to shame. And so there are factors that cause domestic abuse. Number one, domestic violence, also known as domestic abuse. Usually it happens with intimate partners, violence or abuse. As I shared with you, uh, the definition of contagion, communication of dis-ease or disease from one person to another by close contact. contact. And a lot of times abuse occurs when we're close to the person. And some people will slap a, uh, their partner and say, you see what you made me do? You know I love you. <laughs> well, love don't slap. Love don't scratch eyes out. Love doesn't hurt. That's not godly. And I come against the virus and the contagion in the name of the Lord. Secondly, you need to understand that not only did this abuse occur, it may start when one partner feels a need to control the other, to dominate the other. And uh, it is not just male on female. Even in same-sex relationships, one may dominate the other. And I'm speaking to it because it's not godly. It's not godly for any man to have another man or another woman on a chain. And to have them follow around on feet, knees and hands, just to make you feel good. Nobody, no human being is an animal. And we shouldn't reduce a person to that animalistic type way just to get off, just to feel good about self. Abusers may feel this need to control others, to control their partners because the person abusing may have low self-esteem. The person that abused may have extreme jealousy. Now I know some of you may like that. I know he loves me because he's always checking on me. He's always texting me. He want to know where I'm at. Who am I talking to? But you need to understand extreme jealousy can lead into uh, domestic violence. And God wants to calm it down in the name of Jesus. And the church is the light of the world. Jesus is the light and he said he that follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. And so sometimes low self-esteem, extreme jealousy, difficulties in regulating anger and other strong emotions kind of reside in the person who abuses. I know they look strong but inside of them they're frail. When they feel inferior they will abuse others. When there are difficulties in regulating their anger, they'll take it out on someone else. Help me, Jesus. When they feel inferior 
to the other partner in education, in socioeconomics, in background, socioeconomic background, they'll begin to attack their partner. That's why you better pray hard before you start dating somebody. You can't meet somebody in the club and say, that's my husband, that's my wife. You better make sure that you get into a place where you get some teaching in your life. You can't look at a body shape and say, that's my wife, that's my husband. Look at muscles and say, there's something behind those muscles. What is inside of a person? The virus needs a host. And if you haven't purified your heart, I guarantee it's laced with some wormy stuff that God needs to clean out, clean out right now. Some people are very traditional and in the name of tradition, in the name of even religious beliefs, they think it's okay to abuse anybody that doesn't come from those religious backgrounds, those traditional beliefs about how men roll, roll or how women roll. Ain't Jemima kind of people who believe women, especially black women, are supposed to be in the kitchen somewhere barefoot and pregnant. That's not godly. And I come against it. If you got that mindset in the 20th century, you're way back. And you need to get way up, level up, and come into this 21st century and start acting right. There's some churches still wearing long dresses, still wearing long dresses, and making sure the women can't put any perms in their hair. Listen to me. You need to get up to date, level up with this stuff. These traditional beliefs. Traditional beliefs, roles have changed. And if you don't know how to roll with the roles, you'll still have women way back somewhere. And even now, as women are becoming more aggressive, you're not supposed to dominate men. You're not supposed to break them down, break them down in such a way that they can't even raise their voice. Let the man be Gabor. Let the man be who God wants him to be. Just make sure he's not abusive. But women can abuse as well. A lot of time damaged emotional hurt, damaged emotionally hurt women can become abusers to spouses and to children. Sit down, shut up, don't say a word, lest I hit you in the mouth. Those things should not be in the lives of God's people and certainly not in our society today. So I know there are damages. Remember the word, we can be hurt, we can be perplexed. We can be cast down, but we're not destroyed. Other folks may have, may have uh, psychological uh, disorders. Still others have learned that behavior from growing up in a home where they saw abuse. And they think it's okay to administer domestic violence. Uh, they think it's normal. It's okay to slap some people around to get your way. A partner's domination may take this form of emotional, physical, or even sexual abuse today. Partners' domination uh, to their spouses may even take the same form today. Even alcohol abuse and drugs may contribute to violent behavior. And if you're beginning to drink more right now, I'm calling it out in the name of the Lord. I know you can't get out. None of us can get out right now. There's, there's containment, but there's also contagion. And you're not supposed to increase alcohol intake when you know that when you're drinking more, you become more verbally abusive. We need, to, we need to make sure that the peace of God and that the blood of Jesus, especially as the church is going underground as we are prepared to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, there's some things like Jesus that needs to die in your life. 
There's some places, there's some places in your heart that need to be surrendered unto the Lord. We need to die to the old man that the new man can raise glory to God. And the church is going to come out of this tomb. The church is going to come out of this situation. The church is going to come out of its pain, glory to God. And while we, when we die with him and we're buried with him, there's some things that's not supposed to come out of the grave. When we're resurrected to new life, glory to God. We need to resurrect with power, glory to God. We need to resurrect with peace. We need to resurrect with holiness, glory to God. And we need to be the kind of men and women that God has called with godly character as we're raising our families. Glory, hallelujah. And so alcohol abuse and drug abuse is on the rise. Who told you that you need to drink and smoke every day just to make it right now? If you have Jesus on the inside, hallelujah, he can help you to cope. If you meditate, and this book of the law shall not come out of your mouth, glory to God, but you shall meditate on it day and night. For this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall meditate on it day and night, and you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. And when you meditate on the word, God has a way of pushing the viruses out. He pushes the viruses out, glory to God, that want to cling to your life. But you need to meditate on the word of God. Don't allow alcohol and drugs to become your new normal. Note this, and I want to make sure you understand it. No cause of domestic violence. No cause, no matter if it's drug abuse. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what happened. PSTD, whatever. It doesn't matter. PTSD, it doesn't matter. Attention and def- deficit disorder. Whatever it is, whatever the malady is, there is no excuse for domestic violence. And I'm calling it out in the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you have weaknesses like drug addiction and abuse and it's causing you to do those things, put it down in the name of Jesus. Make a decision. I'm giving it up while I'm contained. I got my kids here. I'm not going to use profanity. I'm not going to let the enemy uh, cause me to step over into the demonic. Because evil communication will corrupt good manners. Glory, hallelujah. So no domestic violence, however justifies the action of abusers, should be used as a rationale for your behaviors. Write it down. The virus needs a host. The virus needs a host. Whether it is domestic violence, or alcohol abuse, or anger, or pornography, or self-centeredness, the virus, being egocentric, all about self, it needs a host. It needs a body to live in. Like disembodied spirits who walk in dry places, seeking whom? They can enter into the unclean, the unclean spirit doesn't like to walk in dry places. It may walk in dry places according to the scripture for a season, but eventually it comes to houses, to bodies, looking in the temple to see if there's an empty space. The scripture says when it sees an empty space, it goes and gets seven other demons and brings them to that house to live in it. And the end of that man is worse than the beginning. 
Don't allow, don't allow yourself to be isolated in your home with your family when this should be a time of solidarity and building up the family to become an atmosphere that's corrupt. Where contagion hits the house. Anger and intolerance hits the family. Wrath and abuse hits the family. And opens you up for these viruses to enter inside of you and cling to your soul. Pumping out life force. But pumping in corruption. Like disembodied spirits, they need a host. And you need to say to Corona, Corona-19, Coronavirus, COVID-19, COVID-19, that you can't live here. And I'm going to do whatever I can do to not allow you to live on the inside of me. And I'm going to do the same thing for the spirits that may be invisible to the naked eye. But they are unclean. They are unclean. They are unclean in your house. And as you wash your hands, pray at the same time that God would help you to wash your feet. Hallelujah. Wash your feet and wash, wash, glory to God, your heart out. And only the blood of Jesus can go on the inside to wash you clean. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost even now. The Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is moving, glory to God. He's moving through the same venues that pornography is moving through. He's moving and piping through the same devices that are unclean. Because he's forcing the church to pump out a word to the world with the same devices, glory to God, that's being used for unclean activities. Hallelujah. To pump light in these dark dungeons in the name of Jesus. Light is coming to you. Healing is coming to you. Wholeness is coming to you. Health is coming to you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And you will be transformed and renewed by the renewing of your mind. That you will prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Well, I'll shout myself. I'll shout myself. I'll shout myself happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When he called me to preach anyway, there was only a few people around anyway. I had to preach the frogs and the crickets. Glory to God. Looked up and saw a deer while I was the security guard on Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. One time I preached and saw a gator there. One time I saw, glory to God, a bobcat listening to me preach. Hallelujah. But I thank God he was preparing me for this season. Hallelujah. The nature of man needs to come into submission with God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Like a disembodied spirit, don't allow yourself to escape the coronavirus and the contagion of the spirits, the unclean spirits, to invade your homes and cause you to get angry with your own people. Always spurting out something that's going to hurt the hearts of people. These things will not be so. I decree it and declare it, man and woman, boy and girl, let's come back to God. On last night, uh, uh, early this morning, around 2 o'clock a.m., I heard a noise and I got up. And when I got up, I noticed that my mother-in-law was walking in the darkness. And I noticed my daughter had got up at the same time. And my pet was moving in the garage and she was making a sound. And, and all of us got up, glory to God, around the same time. And I said, this is unusual. 
Holy Ghost said you need to pray because while you sleep, there's activities in the homes of my people. Glory to God. And I want you to speak on the contagion that's in the home that's causing restlessness, the absence of peace. Well, we want to use vices to bring peace when what we need to do is turn to God. We have become so dependent in this society on supplements. There's nothing like the real thing, baby. And I'm not talking about Coke and I'm not talking about cocaine. What I'm talking about is Jesus. He's the authentic one. He's the shepherd of all. He's Jehovah Rohi, hallelujah, Jehovah Rapha in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's my banner. I don't need to associate with any tribe or group when I've got the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. I can be alone for a few days and not lose my mind. And for those of you that tell, uh, that speak things like lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. Well, we're all locked up. And if you don't like being locked up, you shouldn't want anybody locked up. And if they paid their place in society, if they paid their debt to society and they come out, we need to set them free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. You can wave at me and say amen. Tell me to preach. Bishop, preach the gospel. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. To overcome, we need certain things. First of all, you need to know that these disembodied spirits, they need a body to live in. They need a host. You need to say you're not going to let the coronavirus live in you, neither these disembodied spirits or any virus. They also need a blood supply. They're parasites. They need a blood supply. Without blood, they won't last long. And they attack the blood as well. And that's why the blood of Jesus is efficacious. That's why it's so pure and we can never reduce it to goats, to pigs, to bullocks. He chose a lamb unspotted. Very, very, very key. Without blemish, glory to God. And Moses took the hyssop branch, dipped it in the blood of that lamb, and put it over the doorpost and over the lintel. And that lamb, what the evolution of the lamb, it was a lamb with Moses. First of all, when Adam sinned, the Bible said God took coats of skin and draped them all. He draped them with coats of skin. Where did he get the skin from? We don't know. We just know it was an animal. And he took the coats of skin and he covered them of their nakedness. And then Abel took that understanding and he brought God the firstlings of his flocks. We don't know what the flocks were. We have no clue. It doesn't mention it in the, in the text. The evolution of the lamb. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when, when Abraham took his son Isaac on Mount Moriah to offer him up, he took the lamb, but he let the asses stay at the bottom of the mountain. The donkeys couldn't go to worship. And when he climbed up Mount Moriah, glory to God, and laid his son out as a sacrifice, a type of someone the scripture says when Abraham, when Abraham went to kill his son, God called out of heaven and said, no, don't kill him. I just wanted to see, would you withhold or would you not withhold anything good from me? I have provided myself a ram in the bush. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So we know that the lamb or the ram is likened unto a man. Hallelujah. And when Moses picked it up, he took a lamb. It's specific. Take a lamb without blemish. And I want you to kill it at twilight. And then I want you to put the blood over the doorpost. And when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I'm coming through the land. But when I see the blood, death is everywhere. But when I see the blood, people are dying by the thousands. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it wasn't until Jesus is at the Jordan. Blessed be his name. And he's about to be baptized. And God spoke to John and said, when you see the spirit of a dove light upon a man. Hallelujah. In the form of a dove, the spirit of God light upon a man in the form of a dove. That's my son. Glory to God. And when John looked out in the crowd, he saw the spirit of God descend upon the Christ, the anointed one. In the form of a dove. And the scripture says, John said, Behold! Look, behold! Can't you see? Behold! You've been distracted with every prophet. You've been distracted with every club. You've been distracted with every group. But behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that Lamb is a man. And his name is Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And they want a blood supply. These viruses want a blood supply. But Jesus has pumped pure blood into his church and into the people that's connected with him. He's the head and we are the body. Connect with the body and get the pure blood transfusion from the Lord. These viruses also need benevolence. They need you to pat them. They need you to, to make an excuse for them. Domestic violence needs benevolence. It needs you to say, it's okay. It's okay that I, I, I went too far. It's okay that I cussed you out, that I cussed out my own kids. It's okay that I cussed out my spouse. It's okay. It's okay that I said some words. It's all right. And when you start petting these viruses, they feel comfortable and they'll live in your house. These viruses aren't your pets. Kick them out in the name of Jesus. And so to overcome adversity, we must understand that perhaps our greatest purpose in life is to evolve and increase the substance of who we are. I need to say that again. To overcome adversity, we must understand that perhaps our greatest purpose in life is to evolve. And increase the substance of who we are. We're not going to be the same after this. And you need to tell yourself, I will not be the same after this. I've gone through too much hell and high water to be the same. I've worried too much to be the same. I've come through too many storms. Here in Florida, we see storms every year. I've gone through too many storms and he brought me out. And he's going to bring me out of this one as well. But one thing I will not do. I will not remain the same. If he brought me out and he used grace and mercy to bring me out. He smeared me with his grace and mercy. He anointed me. He rubbed me until the, the anointing, the oil got on the inside. And he rubbed me so until the oil is just not on my external life. It's inside of me. He oiled me up from the inside out. I will not be the same. So facing difficulty with no end in sight 
is not our is not our plight. There is an end to this. This will come to pass. Mentally, you're going to overcome and evolve and increase the substance of who you are. Financially, you're going to overcome and evolve and increase the substance of who you are. Emotionally, you're going to increase and involve the 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 substance evolve and uh, in the, the substance of who you are. And socially, you will not be the same. The church would not be the same after this. We must elevate. We must elevate. We must use the means. If Paul, the apostle Paul, had the internet, he would evangelize the world. We must elevate. We must send out an antidote into the institutions and the platforms that have been used by the enemy since the enemy, since the enemy uh, invaded them in 2007. The church, God is pumping life into these dark holes and shining light even now. More people are connected with Facebook Live now and internet than ever before. That are representing the King of Kings. That's speaking the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And God is invading these dungeons and these dark places in the name of the Lord. Our society won't be the same again. Glory to God. Let me just tell you I love you. I feel the Holy Ghost, though, and he's moving in my life, but I love you. Let me get back to the word now. Well, others were broke by their circumstance, you will break through. Well, others, the weight was so heavy, the burden was so heavy, they broke down, their knees buckled. I decree and declare that you will break through this issue. When others gave up on change, Gave on, up on transformation. You will experience the transforming power of God. I decree and declare metamorphosis. I decree and declare metamorpho. And you will be transformed. Glory to God. God is translating you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And his name is Jesus. Metamorphosis in the name of the Lord. You will not be the same. Your home is like a cocoon even now in the name of Jesus. You're in a cave even now. You're in the dungeons even now. You're underground even now. But when you come out, you're going to be transformed. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where others allow the virus to prevail, you will plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy and shift by identifying the triggers, identifying the triggers and the dealings, the triggers and the dealings uh, with the issues pending in your godly life. In other words, the triggers that make you want to say the wrong thing or smack someone or operate in domestic violence. Those triggers, God is going to help you to identify them so you can de-escalate before going too far. That's how much he loves us. Hallelujah. We can't run from this. There's death in the street. There's death in the clubs. There's death in restaurants. There's death in movie theaters right now. So what we need to do is go home. But while home, we need to be transformed. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. If you fail under pressure. If you fail under pressure. God has given you strength to overcome. If you fail under pressure. If the burden uh, presses you down to where you fail, the scripture says your strength is too small. And so 
You need to write it down. You can put it in Facebook, one of the clips there. I'm too, I'm too connected to fail. Not connected with people or groups. I'm too connected with the word of God to fail. I'm too connected with Jesus to fail. And if you don't know him, get connected so you won't fail. Peter said, if you add to your faith virtue and faith and, and, and godly and, and the promises of God and, and, and godly character, you will never fail. Glory to God. That came from one of the disciples of Jesus and his name is Apostle Peter. Same verse. That was the King James. Same verse in the New Living Translation. If you fail under pressure, your strength, your strength is too small. The King James says, if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is fall. It's too small. But if and the, the New Living Translation says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. But I like it in the Message Bible. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. I like that one. That rolls a strike. And it speaks volumes to me that I can't faint. I can't die. There's too much life in me. And if I faint now, if I quit now, if I allow the enemy to control my life now, if I allow uh, these human viruses and these spiritual viruses to get into my house and into the crevices of my heart and I faint, then there wasn't much to me in the first place. I'm glad that there's something that God has put inside of you that's greater than the weapon formed against you. The nomenclature of the weapon is inferior. It is, it is less than what God has put in you to defend your godly character. Thank you, Lord. I have more to deal with. I also have three keys to overcoming adversity, uh, but I'm going to deal with that. At another date, I feel like I've said what God wanted me to say tonight to you, and those of you that are watching, to those of you that are connected, and to those of you that will watch. I believe the Spirit of the Lord speaks expressly to you. You don't have to succumb to the whims of the enemy. You don't have to let go of your integrity. And if you've made a mistake, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The key to that is to repent and to ask God for forgiveness and he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In a moment, I'm going to lead you in prayer for those of you that have not accepted the Lord Jesus. I believe God is at work in you to heal you, to save you, to give you eternal life. He sent his spirit, glory to God, to live on the inside of you, to teach you all things that he's commanded. His promise is that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And I know that your, your movements have been constricted or restricted. But you can still produce flowers and not thorns. You can produce the rose petal. And you can release a beautiful fragrance in the house that you live in. Your children need to see that. Your wife needs to see it. Your husband needs to see it. Single parents, God has not forsaken you. I know there's a lot of pressure on you, but don't allow the burden to push you out. 
Don't allow these triggers, something said or something done, to cause you to back away from what you know to do. The Lord loves you. And in the name and by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in this message. You're fully submerged, fully immersed in this message. You're totally saturated with this word from the Lord. You don't have to run from it, just accept it. The light is shining bright on you. And if you're guilty of being too angry or too passive, guilty of being too passive, and then exploding when you just can't take it anymore, I want to pray for you. I believe God to touch you in a special way. I believe God to heal you right where you are. I believe God to set you free right where you are. He loves you. He loves you. I love you too. Glory to God. God has given me that love far beyond my capability. I want you to be able to carry your burden. All of us are going through something. Some more than others, but you can make it. Scripture, scripture, let us know that he doesn't put more on us than we can handle. No test has taken you but such that is common to man. For God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tested above your ability, but will with the test also make a way of escape. Father, I stretch my hands towards your people. And I'm asking you, Lord, to touch that man or that woman. They feel like they've gone too far in their verbiage, in their anger, or in their passivity. I decree and declare that the viruses and the contagion that's invading homes in the name of the Lord because of the lack of movement, restricted movement, these viruses are showing up. Strands of them have always been there, but the lack of movement is causing it to rise with more strength and power and abuse and violence. Father, I come against it in the name of the Lord. And even now as you touch hearts to repent, I thank you for turning it. I thank you for transforming it in the name of the Lord. Father, for that person that's unsaved, touch their heart in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me, Father, forgive me of my sin. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart as payment, full payment, for my past sin, for my degradation, for my loss, for my violence, for my anger, for all sins I've committed. Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe you died, you were buried, and resurrected for me. And now you sit on the right hand of the Father on high, making intercession for me. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. And I'll live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, glory to God. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, I decree and declare you're saved. Hallelujah. By the power of the blood, the cross, the blood-stained cross, and the empty tomb. In Jesus' name. My friends, I love you. And I appreciate you. Please let us know. Let me know that you were touched by this message. Let me know what God is saying to you. Share this message. People need to hear it. There are silent screams in the nation and around the world with abuse, especially with children. They can't fight back. The babies can't fight back. They're being spanked too hard. They're being hit with rods. 
And I believe God wants me to bring attention to it. In every nation, on every continent, in every state. Let God touch your heart and he will do so. In Jesus' name, amen. There is power Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.